Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. What is going on with your hair, Ryan? I don't know. Are we recording? Oh, we're recording. <laughs> Yes. And that's going to be our kick-in, is what is going on with your hair? Because we all want to know. Wouldn't the listeners like to know? How often do you cut your hair? Enough. These are terrible answers. <laughs> I think they're fantastic. Is it a weekly thing? Gotta be able to fit in the helmet, bro. You're streamlined. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Nonetheless... It looks like you got a haircut. Thanks for getting all done up for the show this week. Oh, this is Ryan, by the way, in case you were wondering. We got promotion is. Ryan back in the house. Right. Promo <laughs> bell. Promo bell. Promo bell. What up? I like that Hashtag you were waving. 006. That might be my favorite part of this. What's up? That you were waving at the yeah. camera. It is a microphone. <laughs> I got to do it every time. So I, I'm more video. You do look longingly at the microphone. <laughs> Just so you know, listener. Ryan is clearly in love with you, by the way. He looks at you in that microphone. Seriously. Just hearts of desire in my eyes. Right and I will now. also say, <laughs> despite the fact that we are both terrible people to deal with, thanks for coming back, man. Oh, no sweat, man. Because <laughs> you, we definitely didn't... I don't know what you did to deserve all this. Oh, yeah. But I apologize I'm a advance. glutton for punishment, guys. Come on. <laughs> Brad, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How's Addison doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good, yeah. Had a busy week. Didn't get a lot of stuff done. More or less winterized the bike. It'll be in need for a a uh, triple bypass on the uh, on the chicken wing. But all right. But first, we're doing that, or you're doing that on the gladiator. So I'll get the gladiator done. Yeah, I was just gonna do what I needed to do to get it running. It's a loud uh, shirt. What I needed to do to get it running, but uh, nonetheless, I decided yeah, since I got to do it now on the chicken wing, I'm just gonna dump, buy two of everything and just do both of them right. Okay. okay. No reason to really. Half-ass it and do only what needs to be done, but let's... I know I'm going to use it. Let's get it done, so... So that way, here comes spring, you sell the chicken wing. Uh, that's the thought, yeah. Once the gladiator's ready, the chicken wing doesn't have too much of a place. We'll see. We're working on uh, budget and all that other stuff, so... Yeah, but your dad loves that thing. Though. I know, he wants it bad. Well, he wants it even more now that he knows what I got it for and what they're going for now. Oh, really? They've, upped in, they've almost added a grand. You cannot find one in good condition. Less than a grand more than I paid. It is mind-boggling how much more frequently I'm seeing them as custom builds recently. Now, that's an interesting thought. Have you ever noticed that? You just got yourself a new car recently. Yes. Did you suddenly notice that everybody else has the same car? Yes. Point of focus, it always comes to mind, right? I mean, and I'm not saying this, but Google's watching everything you're doing, so you're (laughs) recommended for you, whatever pops up on YouTube. That's also fair. Because I'm seeing a lot of a lot of the ones I'm seeing are based on Facebook or you know Facebook uh, groups or Instagram, which dude. is probably just seeing that I'm liking and looking at these. You're in the Goldwing algorithm. Yeah. That's all that is. Therefore, they're spitting every bill. You're out. a wing nut. You're a wing nut. That's you true. You can't change that now. Yeah, I've been called worse. Yeah. Another T-shirt. Watch out on the website. <laughs> Next to Sparkle Farts. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to put you. Uh, you're gonna be. Chief of, oh, chief of, uh, that's, 
Oh, that sales, marketing. yeah, sales and marketing. I like here. this. This will go into my jersey production that I'm doing for my jersey group of production. Yeah. You, you knew this was going to lead into something. I knew that the only reason you came on was to promote something, but so we're cool with it. Feet of inspiration after going on to <laughs> a local coffee and motorcycle company's website. Oh, I was. You can say the name. I don't really want to because I got a I got a negative comment because I started oh. to look at some of their promo materials. For, like, graphics kits and, like, T-shirts and riding gear. I'm just seeing an excellent avenue for Slacker Moto to start promoting their brand because the prices on their website were ostentatious. I don't know why you would pay that much just to have their logo and... You didn't see my air quotes. You did look at the... I did. I did look longingly at our listener. And yeah. I'm waiting for this to become a vlog is what this is all. That's true. And, and that's in the works, actually. <laughs> okay. I've been uh, moving that direction. But that's not the point of the episode. Okay. So we won't get into where we're going business-wise. Cool. I'm going to have to wear a bag on my head. Uh, that's the point. <laughs> that's your costume. I know. It's, uh, it's going to be rough. Not that different from what you normally wear, either. Wait, are we talking about Halloween <laughs> costumes today? Because I've got great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. I've looked, and I, I think we're talking about the same one. I made the assumption of CC, and I don't. we won't yeah. go and say <clears> that, <throat> whether that's <throat> it or not. <laughs> but it's not just them. Oh, man. It's any small race team or small build shop. Generally has really inflated prices because I think they cover a lot of their overhead with merch sales. And There's no which, way that they're. I mean, I, I'm sure they're getting sales, but are they really getting that much? And I saw a graphics for me. Kit. Yeah. For me, I see it as an opportunity for them to be marketing their store, and so you sell it a little bit above cost to cover your costs. But then people see it. The more you're likely to wear it, the more you have of it, the more other people see it. So I see a lot, and I have benefited from this site. That a lot of times, if you go to their store, it's not just slightly above cost. It's a pretty good premium for their goods that are marketing them. Yeah, I understand them, that's yeah. where they are. But they're also giving away a lot of product. Right. Okay, so, so if it's covered, If you love that, them and you want that, that stuff, you're going to go ahead and buy the hat. You're going to go buy the shirt. But when you go to something that they promote and do, and you're a newer follower, a newer, per, you know, a newer fan of their goods or their services, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go ahead and throw that at you so you can run around and say, hey, I've been starting to watch this and look at the cool hat. Right. Which, I mean, I've done. You're not wearing a hat. I understand, <laughs> which is why I'm allowed to point here because nobody saw that I pointed at no hat. But you, you also hit the buzzword, too, is like these these companies are defining what cool is and how can you put a price on cool. And that's where you jump into like being able to market yourself if I'm cool. Yeah, you're going to pay 60 bucks for a hat. That's just the way it goes, you know, and. A lot of them are, have, I mean, if we start talking about some of the local joints, two stroke coffee, CC motors, yeah. um, you know, you've got local, local fabricators, there's cycle heap and all of their branding, even though, and I don't know if they went through a, an outside firm to figure out their logos and names and all of that, but they did it in such a way that it has a certain factor to it that looks good. Oh yeah. It's CC great. is very vintage feeling. Oh, dude. It looks like classic motocross. It looks good. Oh man. I, I got to have brand recognition. Anything that stands out. You, yeah. If you don't have that, just like with my son, <clears throat> he sees the John Deere tractor logo, right? He says tractor every time he sees it. It can be on a pair of socks <laughs> and there's no picture of a tractor, but he's associated it with that. So if you want to you want a good logo, you want it to be something that associates with oh, motorcycles. Yeah. Sure. 
I can get on board with that. Okay. And I say all this to you guys just from the fact that I think some of their stuff is way cool, and I'm just too cheap to shell out for it <laughs> right now. I mean, like, their their website, just for, like, riding gear, as well as, like, some of the aftermarket parts that you could throw onto your bike, which, like, oh, that'd be cool to have. It's just like, oh, I wish I could afford that right now, you know, because th- that stuff is cool. So. No, I, and, and who's to say I didn't actually get that into the industry until somewhat recently, right, compared to the length of a lot of these business lives. So, you know, when they first started, were, were, were things just above cost, right? Were they hawking stuff cheap to get their name out and to be advertising for them? Right. It's oh, very yeah. likely Supply that was the case. Supply and demand is a big deal, man. Totally. But I think it's also, for a lot of those shops, right, they're not – it's very niche. Yeah. I think, you know, I think both you, – you both said that, that it's something that isn't necessarily – not everyone's flocking to their company, Right. If you're not into custom bikes of the style that they do, you don't care. So there's, you know, a handful of people, which is still a large number universally, but a handful compared to the total population of motorcyclists or on-road drivers, right, car and bike. You're now in this small subset to where, you know, to make a buck on your parts or on your hats, even, your merchandise, you got to kind of up it a little bit so that you can pay to have your 500 sitting in the warehouse. Right. And not take 16 years to pay that off or whatever it is, right? you yeah. you got to make that before you sell half of them. Otherwise, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of investment just sitting. So, uh, yeah, I think I think there's some of that. I, there's a lot of marketing reasons why I'm sure they go into that price why right. price for their their parts. But I don't I don't think you're wrong. We've got some uh, some t-shirt options I've kind of had created. I had a local. Uh, fortunately, I know them well, but a local t-shirt. Maker, I guess is the right word. It's a small, small quantity t-shirt maker had made up a logo for our t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Made a hat for me just to kind of show off what they can do. So sweet. I'm looking to try to get that more commercialized is probably the right word. Okay. So if anybody's interested, keep an eye out on slackermoto.com and we'll have a lot of that merch, both for the podcast or just the basic, more stylistic logos. But uh, I think we should, I'm gonna we give should Addison, get some I'm gonna give Addison promo Ryan stuff in there. Well, I was going to say, you're the first one to drop a website on this episode. I haven't said anything yet. So That's fair. You beat me to the punch. <laughs> I think he advertised our own website, though, just to point that out, Ryan. Okay, gotcha. That's yeah. good. I'm going to be... I can't sleep tonight not knowing who this t-shirt maker is. Well, and, <laughs> and for larger volumes, I'm going to go to probably... There's actually a local guy that works directly with Motoco to go back to last week's episode. You want to kind of learn about local shops and, and things oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's good. But last week's episode, we talked about that, and there's a there's actually a shirt and hat, uh, both press, both vinyl as well as um, screen print shop mm-hmm. that does medium quality. It's not, I wouldn't do thousands upon thousands with them, but in the hundreds, right? There's a guy there that'll do it. Um, that that I'll talk to you for more, more volume, right? I think. This one is a very onesie twosie made to order shop that I got the first ones. I wouldn't go order an entire company's worth of three hundred shirts. No, I know. I just no, and so I'm having to buy Whimsy and Rain <laughs> was the name of the business. Whimsy and Rain? Whimsy and Rain. Whimsy. Yep. Okay. But yeah. Anyway. I agree with you. To go back to your main topic, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is this stuff, our topic? Stuff gets pricey. I, yeah. No, but that's what he was bringing up. Stuff gets pricey on that. You know, and makes you think and 
push things around as well as it opens up, like you said, you go check into actually making your own stuff out. So, when have you looked at it? Depends what you're looking for, right? Jerseys and whatnot, you get a little specific. Yeah. Material and requirements. And I know there's your run. A lot of the stuff of one of the shops we're talking about yeah. is with Fox in partnership. So yeah. they're, they're already paying a premium for the name that's associated on the tag. Right. And then putting their premium. I mean, you're, you're doubling down on that premium. <laughs> your brand. But section, it is good basically. quality stuff, right? You're not getting a random Alibaba, right, shirt that you don't know what's on it. Right. Which plays back to Brad's comment about you're paying for a brand and brand recognition on there which is great but i mean what it opened up for me though as far as like the logistics behind like screen printing or an embroidery or whatever else is like hey coming up and putting together a brand is like one of your big steps there there are avenues you can pursue if you want to go into manufacturing your own stuff though too so especially for startups right I mean, I know I don't. I don't believe this is the topic for the week. Uh, yeah. But I, I, more, if you're starting up and wanting just a handful of things, yeah, right. There's a lot of options you can do to kind of get self self starter. I hear you. Even <laughs> just with local businesses, right? Like like kind of the guy we're talking about there by Motoco, right? You'll end up with with people that will do it fairly affordably at smaller volume because right. that's their thing, right? Bread and butter sports shirts for the local high school, right? These that's their bread and butter. That's their basic. Stuff. I don't know. Brad's looking at me. I said something wrong. <laughs> Gotta dig into that, man. I was I was making noises. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he had a rough night. <laughs> so what's the topic today, Addison? So the topic today that we were getting into, Brad came up with it. Go ahead, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come on. All right. All right. So we were talking a lot about why is it so hard to go from getting your test, both written, driving, all of that done, right? You get a lot of motorcyclists. Ouch. That'll go to the take the Ouch. safety course. Ouch. They'll pass the course, flying colors, do great. Ouch. But some reason from going from that signed piece of paper to the DMV just to get your sticker, it takes so long. So, and I thought the perfect person to ask might be Ryan. Oh, so ladies and gentlemen listening right now, <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, obviously, today. So being locked in the same room as these two individuals, talking about something I am asked on a daily basis. I haven't asked you did in like you, a month. Did you get your yeah, endorsement yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's difficult. No, I... I yeah. I joke. Ryan got his got it got everything done from the safety course. Got everything ready to get his his full endorsement to be riding street. Just still hasn't got the DMV to do it. I know. Understandably, the DMV is a pain in the butt. Yeah. But you should do it. Really, what I wanted to ask is, why did you take the class? Why did you get into motorcycling? Let uh, me clarify. You were already dirt riding. Yeah. Why did you want to get into street motorcycles? Besides peer pressure and beratement from, <laughs> <laughs> from the likes of us, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I I just want to keep riding. I mean, it's a new avenue. It's something cool. It was sunny out. I had the web page open and my credit card out at the right point in time. <laughs> so I signed up for the class and did it. And if you want to throw another layer onto it too, I was actually asked to come back and help teach the course. After <laughs> I got signed up, so 
Yeah. I so need you, to do it. I you've need done to well, right? You, yeah. you did well on the course, and you're ready to go. But obviously, you don't have... I don't think your new bike is... It's not a dual sport. No, you don't have anything not. street legal. No. Um, is that still in the books for you? That's... It, it will be. And I I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record because it's always been the same conversation is, oh, next summer, I'm going to do it. Oh, next summer. Does but, this thing expire? I, I know I asked I, you this a long time I, ago. I, look, I actually looked last week because I knew that I was coming in <laughs> to talk to you guys this week. I was like, oh, man, I hope they don't ask me if I've got my endorsement yet. When does this thing expire? They're, they're, the class is good for two years. So, yeah. So you're at two years. You're getting there, aren't you? It's It's been a year almost. A year next spring. So I took it last spring. What? Yeah. It wasn't the spring before that? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I need to take it. Half, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I need to go do it. It's getting close. Uh, Nonetheless, what happened? So you were obviously excited to get on a bike. Yeah. To me, street. when I just looking in from as an outsider, yeah, I see that you went in, you did the test, and it didn't really excite you. That's what I perceive because okay. anybody that gets in there and takes the course, you you get to ride and you get to ride pretty regularly. Now you like like Addison said, you get to ride off road. Yeah. But still, now you're on road. Like when I got mine done, I wanted to go and get my. I want to get it done now. I want yeah. to go to the DMV. It was like 48 hours or less before I went to the DMV because I knew that I could go and I would go get the KLR 250 that I have right now and I'd be riding it yeah. right away. That and there was a $50 <clears throat> gift card for uh, Lotus <laughs> associated with the completion of my testing. But So I wanted to get that as well and it's right beside the DMV if you know where that is in Gladstone. But yeah. regardless... That's why when I look in, yeah. I see that you weren't that excited. Was that the case? It's uh, a little column A, a little column B. I mean, I was super excited about getting to ride the classes. Um, God, what are they? Like PW250s or something like that? Or I'm trying to remember. TW? TW, sorry. Talking yeah. about a little Yamaha with a big tire? Oh, man. So crazy. He was excited. Those yeah. are sweet bikes. Yeah, I, that's what I, I always keep my eye out. <laughs> it had a horn. Turn signals. That's so cool. <laughs> the, the instructor was like, "We appreciate you using your blinker, but this is a closed course, too." By the way, <laughs> it was fun. I it, I got I got hyped up on it, and the short story to it, guys, is, uh, I mean, you got to be a slave to only so many mistresses as far as your hobbies are concerned, and actually. Dennis and I have talked about this quite a bit because I, I mean, I dirt ride with him, obviously, pretty much all through the summer, but I also ski with him too. And we go up to Meadows and go snow ride. And it's one of those things, it's like, yeah, like, I started to think about, all right, this is another hobby. I always kind of make the joke that every time you make it get into a new hobby is there's the price threshold for getting into it. It's like, Oh, cool. Here we go. Another thousand bucks on top of the fact that I'm dirt riding. Like you said, Brad, quite extensively, like every week chomping at the bit. I do yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. No, I do but not. I mean, That's I mean, this guy. Yeah. But I mean, I like, yeah, it's it, that, that threshold got to me cause I, I kind of gave myself too many options at the start, too. I was like, hey, I, I want Ducati, Multistrada. I want to go do these trips, like, right off the bat. Or, no, I want to go, like, be a Harley guy and just cruise on this bike since I've got my dirt bike and sure. kind of do that. So, 
I, I definitely gave myself way too many options when I started. And I can see where you're coming from. For me, it's just a matter of just finishing it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. what is it, another $50 or $25 it's, to go in and get it's, your... It's, it's, it's whatever your renewal fee is, right? For your license? Yeah, because you'd want to make sure to do that, too, which is... Well, I think that's thing. what it is. They just pay a... It's, like it's not a renewal, bucks. though. It is only like a replacement Yeah, cost. so it's whatever's left, right? It's if like, if it, it was a renewal, be it would be the full amount. In Oregon. Right. And but it, I think they prorate it based on how much you have left. So, At least so, in Washington, they did. <clears throat> okay. So mine still expired when it was initially going to. Financial side of things. Because I got my uh, driver's license within days of turning 16 as well. Okay, yeah. Did like, you? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I lived out in the country. That was the only way I was going to have a social life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If I got my license. That's fair. But, no, I mean, guys, at the end of it, too, is like, yeah, getting into a new hobby. So the price point there, on top of the fact that our local DMV is not the most fun to go sit through. I know, but just think. Get it either done. almost two years of not going to the DMV or three hours at the DMV and you would have had it done. I think yeah. you've waited longer now than it would have taken <laughs> you to go through the DMV. Yeah, yeah. But I get what you're coming from. I completely understand. I just don't want you to lose that time that you put in, that time and money, because it's not cheap to take the course. Yeah. And so... Just go down and get it done. Right. Ryan. Right. Do you want me to I, cover for you? Do I need to get my hair cut and sit at your desk for a little while? Do you I think mean, that that would, uh, do you think I'll, it'd work? I'll give you the haircut for free. You gotta free give me a couple of your normal there. buzzwords to use while I'm at your desk. Sparkle and, fart. No, that does, I'm sure you don't say that every day at your desk. That would be the first sign that I am not Ryan. I don't know. You go ask my boss. You might, oh, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> No, you guys are totally right, and this is a classic example of as Ryan. soon as I do it, you guys, <laughs> you guys will be like, oh, I, sh- I totally should have done this two years ago. It's the most amazing thing. So, yeah, you guys are right. I need well, to do it. I mean, it's fair. I, you just got a new bike that isn't a street bike, yeah. right? You, you, you've sunk your money into the other half of the sport. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, I don't, I don't know that road riding is for everyone. I would wager that riding on the road in a closed course should be for everyone. Right. Right. If you're into motorcycles, you should try a track day. But riding with cars, I mean, there is an inherent concern there, especially in today's day and age with cell phones and yeah, people just aren't paying attention. So I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't fault someone for not wanting to be in the middle of traffic. But open road rides and weekend warrior type stuff, I mean, that, the risk there is mo- mainly on how you ride. Right. Right. You're not really dealing with traffic. You're not dealing with stop and go where you're going to get rear-ended. You're the guy that's usually the most aggressive driver if you're out on the weekend. Your vehicle can move quicker than most. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not the guy holding up traffic and causing those, those issues that you're going to get on a commute type situation. I would also argue that you live close enough to, to most of what you do Here. that a bike would be the perfect commuter, if not even just a scooter. I mean, a Honda I don't know Sp- why you don't have a 50cc <laughs> Honda Spree. Yeah. <laughs> An old Honda yeah. Metro that you're wow. you're you know rolling like it's a Harley off in here at 49 <laughs> CCs, but nonetheless, like I understand that, and you've sunk money into you know into your dirt biking, yeah. But you can get pretty affordable options. You could work on a custom. I know that's something you've talked about. Oh yeah, is buying kind of a project bike. Oh yeah, there's some fun in that. You've got a little bit of time and energy. You could do that. I think I think you'll enjoy it. I agree that well, I think all everyone listening would agree that you should get it before it expires. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you use it right away, you yeah. have it because at some point, 
I, I guarantee you're going to want to get into it to right. some extent. Whether it be just a cheap project bike that you get on the road or you get an Enduro, whatever it may be. You finally decide you're going to get the Multistrada, whatever. Yeah. Is, is right. But yeah. Just get it done. I, I, yeah, I hear you guys. And actually. Do I need to text you every day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get that set up. When there. you get your endorsement, <clears throat> you know, you can hop on. There, there's enough of us in the local Slacker Moto community that you can, that you could try out some bikes. You know, there's Definitely. no harm in, in running around the block and seeing what you like, you know, a cheap, low CC bike. I've got, I've got one. You can try and see if that's enough. <laughs> right. right. You might find, no, I do want a little bit more, whatever. Right. But it lets you kind of figure it out before you drop cash on your own. Cause it is right. hard to get good rides, but you can get your endorsement, come to the demo days with us. We go most of the time. You can come and, and hang out and get on a handful of bikes and figure out what it is you like. I mean, at the very least, that's what I mean. Don't go buy a bike after you get endorsement if you don't want to. Don't, don't drop cash yeah. unnecessarily. But with that endorsement, it does open the door to start seeing what you like. Right. Without it, you're kind of. Money. Right. Sure. Yeah. But you don't have to spend to money. less time on your other hobbies. It's a lifetime endorsement, <laughs> right? You can yeah. go for a weekend and run the demo days and ride 10 bikes and just call that your ride for the year, right? There you you don't have to. I, I've always said this, that if anybody has any interest in motorcycling, go take the safety class and go get your endorsement. Right. There's no harm going to come of that. You'll, you know, you'll be good. You'll have some experience. And in the zombie apocalypse, if all you can find is a, is a dirt bike next to you, you now know how to ride it. Now, in your case, you already knew how to ride. I'm, I'm good there. But, it's... you know, you got your endorsement. I, I think, or at least you did the hard work. Right. It's worth doing. Uh, you know, yeah, I, and you get an M on your license. You get right. the new license. I mean, look at the new license. It is whack. <laughs> I think that's pretty much becoming national too. A lot of the states are going with them crazy licenses. The uh, what is the it? License share a- airport there. security proof license. Sweet. There's I no way know. you can't get through security with these new light. I don't know. <laughs> Anti counterfeit licenses. Anti. Anti counterfeit. Okay. Double Anti? double. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Reeling back in from this tangent, <laughs> I, I will say a big kind of like motivation for me next summer to have my endorsement is I've been cruising through YouTube quite a bit oh, and seeing. You've been going down the YouTube. I know, man. It's a slippery slope. But a ride I'd really like to make after some bereavement okay. for my friends. That's uh, easy. Right. Well, I've got two likely candidates who will <laughs> supply enough to me throughout the year. But I had a group of friends recently finish up the Alcan Trail um, over the summer. They took two weeks, went up to Alaska, did a two-week-long kind of enduro slash like road ride on mm. basically everybody had KLR 650s. But like you guys said, it was bad, just run of the mill. We bought bikes. We're going on a two-week trip. It's going to rain, it's going to be miserable, but it'll be a bunch of fun. And the same group has come back to me and said, let's go down and check out Yosemite. Okay. As well as, I, I'd just seen photos also of going through like Zion National Park. Yep. And being able to ride a bike through that, I think would basically be on my new bucket list. It's pretty awesome. That was what, three years ago, that was the Sakamoto ride. Right. Was through all those national parks. And I mean, not just Zion. All of them are pretty phenomenal. Zion's cool because you literally just drive through it. You can stop, do the hikes, do whatever you want. Right. But the vast majority of what you do in Zion is you drive through it. Right. 
right? Through the tunnels, through the canyon, through all that stuff. And it's, it's pretty cool. But I mean, once you get, like, you pay that 25 bucks and do that, like, I feel like you got to get a tattoo with that receipt or something just because of how cool Let's it is. Let's get the annual pass right. and go do all the national parks. <laughs> yeah, right. And you've got a hard plastic card. Right. To, you know, f- signed by that year on the back. Be sweet. It's, you know, kind of that punch card that you went and did it. Right? Your sweet. ticket stub for your year's trip. So it's well worth it. And uh, when you're looking to do that, let me know. Okay. I'm always game for that ride. That's a good Sweet. ride. Sweet. It would be uh, it'd be a lot of fun. I think the next time I, I head out there, though, I think it'd be good to do dirt bikes. I think between Moab and Arches and all these areas. Really? There's some good dirt bike areas. It would be fun to, to trailer out there and okay. just at a base camp that's, ride every day. That I mean, that, that would be awesome to get down there because that's kind of one of my favorite types of riding is anything desert or... I mean, just getting to go see the cool rock features. Didn't you send the link to us at one point of the guys towing their dirt bike with their road bike? <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're the one that sent it out. Yeah. So that isn't enough. <laughs> that could be you in the future. Okay. Totally could be. Totally could. Now, that being said, how many rides do you have left on your dirt bike? So, how many races, I guess, rides. Oh, man. Different. So, last weekend, I... Pulled the sick card and missed a race. In you weren't sh- even sick either. You I faked know. it. Oh, yeah. Because I sound great right now. Sound <laughs> <laughs> pretty normal to yeah. me. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuffed. Up. Our listener's uh, not going to know. Yeah. Uh, making excuses yet again. Ryan's trademark here. But, you know, we had th- that was the last race last weekend. Um, points haven't come out for, like, Territorial as well as Washougal. But I'm pretty sure I came in dead last place of my class <laughs> for the whole season. Which, yeah, woo woo. But it was it was great. And if if we're gonna do a recap sometime, um, I'd be happy to do that. I don't want to wait down your guys' whole episode on me talking about OMRA though. So so, so you're done though. Sounds yeah. like the season's up. Yep. So what are you doing with the bike? Well, how do you winterize your bike? I'm going to find out how, because this is going to be my first winter with my bike. But the one thing I'm worried about, and I'm sure some of the other listeners out there will have a good idea how to handle this, but I have a lithium-ion battery that I will need to be tending to over the winter. and They don't like to be handled the same way as a lead acid. At all. I've got this special charger. Okay, you do have a good lithium-ion specific trickle. LiPo. Okay. Well, it shouldn't be a trickle. You don't want to trickle them, at least most. Yeah. You a want cycle. it to. <clears throat> well, and I don't know. A lot of the times they just like to be stored between 20 and 80% and then left alone. But it depends on what the manufacturer says for it. And the Kawasaki for my bike says, hey, buy this charger. When it hits winter, there's a whole winterization process in the manual that I plan on going over to with, with a fine tooth and comb and mm-hmm. doing everything for the bike. But. I, I mean, a question I'd float out to listeners is just, I know it's fairly new technology, especially in a lot of the bikes, um, what their experiences are with it, as well as maybe some pro tips as far as like tending to the battery and making sure it's good to go. Because lead acid, like you say, throw it on the trickle charger and call it a day. Like, make sure it's plugged in. So when you go to ride in the springtime, you're... Not basically hitting a dead butt. Yeah, those like to be trickle charts. They like to be fed. Right. Fed and fed. But lithium ion is not the same. 
right? So basically what I'm saying is I'm keeping my fingers crossed I don't screw up this winter and end up having to buy a new battery before that's next fair. season. Probably a, a bit expensive. I mean, that's something I think a lot of a lot of riders forget, right? I think that, you know, you you have a couple of nice days in, in October, right, where we're at, and you ride for even street ride, right? You ride for three, four days, and then up here in the northwest, it just turns crappy for three months straight. You just throw your bike in the garage, don't think about it, and and, you know, you end up firing it up three months later because you had a nice day and it won't crank, right? Nothing. If you're lucky. Uh, and you have mid and max temperatures for those lithium batteries, too. So yeah. you want to check to see what conditions that room can be in that you have it stored in, whether it needs to be removed and set in your house or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. Like, right. And, and, and they're probably fine. We don't get that cold here. But it's something to consider depending on the region that you live. Especially right. if you're storing it indoors, you'll probably be fine. Right. But if you're storing it outdoors, a lot of people store their dirt bikes outside. Sure. You could hit all kinds of extremes. Don't recommend doing that, but yeah. Especially on the newer bikes, right? If you're buying a you're new bike. You're not going to do that. This is going to be in your kitchen. Now. I know. What are you talking about? I'd be curled up right next to it. Like, oh, come here. Right next to the nice warm fire. Bike night. <laughs> I'm still making payments on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You. Exactly. <laughs> Want some hot cocoa? <laughs> well, Brad, what about you? What would you do? Bike's running. Mm-hmm. What would you do to winterize that? You've got a four-stroke... Single cylinder. What was your winterization process? So the, the thing that I'd, I want to do is there's there's a couple different methods for this, but I want to get the uh, old fuel out, at least out of the carburetor. Now, I may put some heat into the some sort of a stabilizer, I should say, into the tank to uh, make sure that I don't form water in my normal fuel as it's sitting for the next three months. But the big thing I don't want to have sitting in there is the fuel inside of the carburetor, especially with uh, the potential of having ethanol, right? I, I always try to buy uh, non-ethanol, but it doesn't always work out. So in some uh, race carburetors... Gas. <coughs> race gas! Race gas! <coughs> <laughs> so if I had race gas, I would still probably follow this protocol, but... <laughs> I don't think that solves your problem, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You might want to look at some stable for your uh, your tank, despite T4, using rain. T4 race all the way, baby. But I'd want to, like, uh, so some of them have a little drain cock on it, so you can actually drain the fuel out of your carburetor. Uh, otherwise, you can let it just sit there and idle until it dies. The And after you turn the pet cock off for the fuel line from the... Um, from the tank to the carburetor. There's a couple different methods for that. But the big thing is, is you don't want to have that gas sitting in there for the next three, four months. It starts going bad. You're going to have a harder time restarting when it comes time, right? As opposed to opening up your pet cock, maybe opening up that bleed screw, kind of giving it a few pumps, allowing things to kind of start working through before you really try to, to hammer on and uh, use a choke and get it going. Because if you do it right, it'll make it a lot easier. The other thing is this might be the great opportunity to change your oil if this is what you want to do, or you can wait till the spring. I mean, there's different times for that, but clean your air filter, change your oil, get that bad fuel out of the carburetor, that fuel that will go bad, I should say. Those would be some of my startups. Maybe clean it up. It's the one time it's going to sit there for quite a while, and you're not going to be riding it, so that's an opportunity to go in there, kind of give it some love through the winter. That'd kind of be my, my pro tips of the day. Get that fuel out of there. That's a big one. Yeah. Above that, I would also, uh, one big thing, especially if you've got an older bike or anything with a metal gas tank, is you want to leave that 80% plus full. Yeah. You want to go get non-ethanol gas, especially if you're talking older bikes. You probably don't want to run ethanol anyway. I run ethanol in my bike. I don't worry about it when I'm riding it daily because I'm going through a couple tanks a week. But you mentioned that on the chicken wing that you had put But come wintertime when I'm riding a lot less, 
I'll go ahead and fill it with ethanol every time. It's worth the premium price, or non-ethanol every time. It's worth the premium price, just to not worry about that if it sits for two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to let it sit for more than a month, that's a good point. I'm going to fill that's the tank point. just so that what little moisture is in there doesn't cause rust on the upper half of the tank. Yeah. And the more fuel you have, the less it becomes unstable. Right. I mean, realistically, if you have a full tank, it's more likely to be better at the end of the season than a lesser amount of fuel is more likely to react to the air around it. Now, so. do you... I know that that's the critical one. The fuel is the big critical one. Fuel really for letting is. letting it sit there. I don't worry about the coolant. Are you going to... Yeah, and, and sure, if you've got one... If it's time to swap your coolant, that's a great time to do it, it and not let grime time. sit in there. But are you also going to do your maintenance on, as far as oil change and... So... I am okay. on the chicken wing because after I'm going you do your to do bypass. It's all part of the same thing. You got to drain now, it. But would you typically wait until that spring, and then the first thing you do before you start riding is do yep. this? I usually will let it sit with the older oil through the spring. Everything's coated. I don't want to drain it and maybe have enough drain out that it doesn't refill those spots. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, it's all in the pan, and that's what you're draining. And you're not. Yeah, yeah. It's really not an issue. Though. It shouldn't be an issue. It but really shouldn't be. In case there's bubbles or things that caught in there that after you drain it that don't fill up correctly, I'd rather keep mm. this, the oil that was just cycling through. Leave it where it is. Yeah. So everything's coated as much as it can be. Then beginning of the season, I'll fire it up for you know two minutes. Yeah. Turn it off. Drain the oil. Do an oil change. And the other thing we already mentioned it, but the other thing for me is I'd put my my lead acid battery on trickle charger. Yep. Even though my bike's been apart for a while, it's just been sitting on the trickle charger. It, it should be good to go, regardless. I, uh, <laughs> kind of a side note. I, so I had a battery tender, tender, battery tender brand trickle charger, and I had it die on me. Really? I'm really use, surprised by that. I use it's, a Harbor Freight special. Somebody gave me three or four of them. Yep. The little so I cut one off because it had some nice kangaroo clips on it or some other, <laughs> something else for a fuel pump that I wanted to be able to hook up to a battery at times. But otherwise, they actually work pretty good. I use one on my lawnmower. That's, a, that's what I'm using my... now. Okay. I don't trust its overcharge and undercharge because really you're spo- it's supposed to kind of over and under and do it. It's not supposed to. The nicer ones will actually charge it in such a way that it will actually reduce calcification. Okay. And the more you have it on trickle charger, the higher quality your battery will re-become. Wow. It'll actually clean up anything that's kind of deposited in there, the way that it charges and heat cycles that Sounds battery. Like empty promises. But it's it's realistic <laughs> that if you add water or if you knock... I've, I've done that before on a car battery. So does Epsom salt. You can throw that in an old battery and you can put it on a high charge well, and not... you can rejuvenate a battery too that way. I'm just, no, it works. Sure, you're, okay, you're giving me okay. that look, but okay. it does work. I don't think I don't recommend it, but I I've knocked a car battery. I see it! <laughs> I've knocked a car battery on the ground yeah. and suddenly, right, you, you, re- you drop all those deposits off of the leads and it works great. Right. So I'm not doubting that a charger can't do that. That It it cycles it in such a way that it's intended to keep the battery the healthiest it can. Right. Right. So such that no calcification occurs. According to a certain battery with their charger, right? That you probably don't have the same battery. Yeah. So it may or may not work. But I don't, the Harbor Freight, I'm sure, is just a basic keep it at 90% for as long as it can. Doesn't do it. I don't think there's any smart technology. I leave my, I've used one on my mower for quite a while now. I think and I've a, never had a problem. A lot of those fixes on the higher end batteries are for batteries, right? You buy a used bike, you don't know the history of the battery, it's going to bring it better. Yeah. Right? If you've always taken care of the battery, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? If you've yeah. kept it on trickle charger when you're not using it, you don't have that crap to worry about. But I was surprised by that. Yeah, I sent them some messages and I'm, I'm working on, because they've got a 10 year warranty. And when did you buy the it? The reason they have uh, four years ago. What? 
Yeah, but the reason they've got a 10-year warranty process, or warranty, is because the process is a nightmare. So <laughs> so it's going to take you six years they're give, to get Yeah, they're giving me the runaround like you wouldn't believe on this so far, where I'm like, for 40 the, bucks, I'll just play another game. Yeah. Ha- no, I mean, sorry, do you have the receipt, sorry? Uh, yes. I have I have the receipt. I mean, I bought it from a dealer, so. So from you a local, don't have a receipt. I have the receipt from the dealer, yes, on the, okay. it's a bill of like six items I bought. Yeah. Bought it where I bought the bike. With, you know, engine bars and all the other accessories I bought for the oh, bike. Oh, this was for the Scrambler. I bought a trickle charger. Yeah, back when I bought the Scrambler. So okay. I thought, you know, for the winter, turns out I didn't need it. I rode the crap out of that Scrambler year-round. But yeah. <laughs> had it anyway, plugged it into this bike, and it just wouldn't turn on. Did you like, try it on anything else? Yep. Tried it on you different tried it batteries. on multiple batteries? Nothing. Harbor Freight works way better. Really? I mean, it works. <laughs> it works way better. It works. By the point of it, it actually gives me a light and works. It's, a light turns on. Whether it's actually working is still debatable, I think. I'm, I'm detecting nope. an agitated tone. Actually check it with <laughs> oh, you voltmeters. Did. Oh, yeah. Nothing coming ah, out. Nothing coming the out. DMM out. Say, huh? There's a little bit of an agitated tone in one of our hosts here. <laughs> I, was, I, I was saying it was frustrating for, for how much they are advertised and branded and tout their own quality. I was not impressed. On that topic of advertised quality, I have a left field air filter cleaning hack. Oh, I'd like to bounce off you guys just to so get buy new every time. Well, there. Okay, so two, <laughs> two, two different avenues here. Because uh, I think so, that's what we heard last time was just buy pre oil. Oh man, I, I have a group of friends who swear by the no toil or maxima like fifteen dollar air filters. That they don't clean theirs. They just throw it away and buy a new one every single time. Like 15 bucks a pop whenever they're doing that. And I haven't gone to that camp yet. Because, because you have a better hack. I do. Okay. And, and this was a YouTube find yet again. Okay. So more YouTube fun stuff. But this guy was like, ah, kind of a good old boy in his <laughs> garage saying like one of these things to do. And I researched it and I mean... You definitely want to watch your solvents that you're using on an air filter, right? Okay. Yep. I, Brad's giving me a look here. I'm about to drop the bomb. But I... Gasoline. for Not gas. Okay, I don't paint, know what you're going to try to throw at this. Paint thinner. Paint thinner. So you can buy like a What's gallon... What's wrong with Dawn soap, man? Huh? Do I use Dawn soap Dawn for everything? Soap. Anybody that's used a steel it, chainsaw or anything takes, like that? It takes so long. With this, like literally, I'm, I'm telling you guys... You get like oh, you're giving me a weird look. Don't knock it. I wish this was a video podcast. Now. <laughs> so I started get, with the weird look. You, I saw this was coming. Something yeah, was yeah. coming when yeah, he started yeah, yeah, yeah. saying. Okay, right, so sorry. Who but the we'll guy the was? Check this out. We'll check let this the out. man finish. Okay, is so, this a pre-filter? Like air, like air filter before it goes into your carburetor on okay. your side. I'm fuel injected, so just my ear box. Okay, <laughs> but li- literally, you're okay. So you got to deal with filter oil. And whatever rim grease you're putting onto your airbox, yeah, and you guys are shaking your head at me. But literally, you take five gallon bucket. Wait, before you tell anybody how to do this, have you done it yourself? Oh yeah, totally have. Okay, totally have. So this is proven to work. Proven to work. Proven right. to work. He's I only waited. blown up one bottom end. Oh yeah, right. He's oh, yeah. only on sucked tw- in the air filter. Twenty nine, twenty nineteen okay. KX four. I'm sorry, I just had to stop. I wanted people to know that you've tried this. I've tried you this, say that and this I've, I've also been, hold on before you finish. Don't try it at home. All right, now you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. We're covered. Okay, so I guess this is... We, we are not responsible for anything that happens to your motorcycle <laughs> as a result of listening to this podcast. If you have issues, you can associates. reach Promotion Bell at promotionbell at gmail.com. 
and we'll laugh at these guys I hope that's really for how much time they're yeah. scrubbing air filters for. Because <laughs> you, it, it, what is crazy is you literally dip your air filter in this paint thinner and pull it out, and it's clean as a whistle. Oh, really? Well, yeah, half the filter burned off. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, so, okay, so the, what kind of a... Okay, so, so filters are made of a different kind of materials. Right. right? And, and I know that you know this as well. But what kind? What brand name of uh, motorcycle or whatever was he working on? A lot of times, some manufacturers probably stick with similar materials as they. Was well, this a dirt bike? It was a dirt. Start of the basics. It was a dirt bike. It was a caged filter, it, and he was using no toil and Maxima air filters by brand in okay. the video that he showed me. He was like, "I've been doing this for a lot of years, never broke a filter yet." Kind of thing. You know, this is going to the world. I know. I, I, that's, that's what why it sounded I, like you better when I looked exactly. it up later. Okay. They're going to go, they're going to go paint, <laughs> paint thinner, air filter cleaner and see the same guy. Be like, yeah, he's right. But no, I was just, so I just wondered what you guys, you and Ukraine, we apologize in advance for the weird accents coming from, coming from Ryan here. That's, that's the backwoods from the holler. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. You don't tell me nothing. <laughs> So, obviously, this is a point of contention with you guys, and you're worried about it. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, open myself up for punishment here. I do like the idea of something quick. Right. I have to say that. Right? That's I'm fair. not looking at what, what it's potentially doing. Yeah. I, I do like the idea that it is relatively quick. My concern is the how, how long he's holding it in there, and if it does make a difference to the materials. Now, if it right. was having a problem, you would see it pretty quick, because oh, okay. that open cell foam gets would get torn up if it was the wrong kind of a solvent. Right. Uh, now, on the other hand, I've always used Dawn, right? And and I really don't have any problems. Yeah, I have to work it in there. Yeah, but you it's you not massage it cool. out for five minutes, and then the real time in filter cleaning is letting it dry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the frustrating that, part. I mean, you got to wait 24 and hours. you're still going to have to do that, but that. because this is... A, <laughs> that's the worst part. Your solvent probably dries a little quicker. It does. How long, how long do you think it takes you from start to finish... Using your air filter hack. So I was I was knocking you guys using Dawn, but I do that on top of using the <laughs> too. <laughs> so Wait, what? Yeah, I know, right? It, it's so not you really. You can't give a, me a shortened time. It's, it's not really. How is this a hack? A hack? I, I, it's just it's an additional less. step. He scrubs so less. I, I scrub less. I and at that point, you've grease. set up too many things, and you've wasted just as much time in setup and cleanup. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have to have a separate container that seals up for my solvent that I can use. And at what point do I say the solvent's no longer clean? Right. Can it look dirty and it still be clean? Do you have to use new new solvent every time? Exactly. I will actually buy the filter cleaner. And I know it's just oh, soap man, in a dude. jar. Yeah. Oh. But the spray-on ability to spray the worst spots more and let them kind of work themselves There's out. There's a thing called a dollar store that you can buy spray bottles at. I'm just saying. I buy it. I, I've. It's the same. You know what it is? It's the same material that they use when they're trying to put window tint on windows. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just soapy water. I right? know. Soapy water, yo. But it smells right. good. Buy different soap. And it's really oh not much more expensive than Dawn soap. It is, too. So Okay, so by it this logic, you're, you're more adept to use soap than an aftermarket degreaser. What do you mean? He's using an aftermarket degreaser. I'm using basically yeah. an aftermarket degreaser. Yeah. So am I, though. Sure. Paint, paint thinner to a specifically, degree. Mine is specifically <laughs> tested for air filters okay. on dirt bikes. Yeah, exactly. You've got a brand name behind it. Yes. But, 
So I, I'd be okay. So I guess a test case. Maybe we can put on our Bill Nye the Science Guy now outfits whoa. here. I know. Whoa, Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah. What? Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> science rules. Yeah, Ryan's never seen it. Oh, I've seen. We it. must remind everyone that promotion hey. Ryan is twelve hey. years old. Hey, my grandpa met him in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that's how old. Ryan, that's how young Ryan is. Right? His grandpa was old enough to watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself in my youth. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, what, I, what I'm thinking here is... <laughs> you like, broke me. <laughs> yes! <coughs> Win for me. All right. But what what if we, like, actually take a look at the chemicals that they use, and you could find, like, a cheap alternative to paying for a brand? Because to tie it back into our earlier conversation is, I mean, you look at what the actual chemicals they're using, you're paying for what maxima or the no toil like filter cleaner well that, why don't you why don't you contact contact them and see what they say oh, i'm sure tell they, them that you're going to use some oh, paint sure. thinner on their filter i'm totally sure i want to i want you to record the conversation and see how it goes okay yeah I, I, okay we'll try it i mean if it works and this work and you've tried it yeah and it works i mean there it could be awesome and it sounds awesome right i probably wouldn't be doing dawn dish soap on top of it but it just depends now, what was the guy that, just because this was obviously an expert you were watching on YouTube. Yeah, totally. Total expert, right? No. And I, I, what was he, what was his process? Dip? You. Air dry? Uh, oil the, and go? So the obvious disclaimer is gloves and eye protection, listeners. If you are going to try this, I will say that no matter what. Safety uh, first. Go back to my previous statement. Yeah. Uh, before the, any of this conversation. Okay. Now you so, can go. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, you literally just dip your filter into the bucket. Obviously, work all the old filter oil and rim grease. Wait, wait. You just said at the beginning of this that you dip it in oh, and God. pull it out and it is clean. Another conversation with engineers here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm sorry. This point, no, you're right. I'm counting okay, the time. The problem yeah. with the recording is, is people can also re-listen. I know. So they I hear know. these things, same things. I know. I hear okay. you. I hear you. And I guess more or less it was something new that I wanted to try out. Okay. And on the on the flip side, I was tired of paying like 10, 15 bucks a pop for the spray can of filter cleaner. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I'm not saying anything stop. about that. Right? Everybody stop. Oh, okay. Stop what you're doing because <laughs> I'm about to ruin the rhythm of the Struck a chord. Struck a chord. He said that it was cheaper than Dawn Dish, so. It, no. <laughs> it no. is, it is, has a cost associated, but how much, how much do you go through? If you buy a can of cleaner, that lasts you, what, four years? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, I'm meticulous with my oil sure. or air filters. Okay. I will say this, too, that that's he the He was other in the side. process of telling us how to actually do this. And we'll get back into that. Yeah. We'll get back into but that. Like, but the frequency Ugh. that I do air filters is I go through... Three like, times a day. <laughs> oh, I wish, man. <laughs> I want my bike squeaky clean. But I change my air filter every other ride. Okay. Which, so do you have two air filters? I'm that's so this was another part of this experiment as I was already planning on getting an extra air filter to work into my and routine. And so you would just yeah, rotate them cycle in and out. cycle them out. So if this one does start to crack or whatever else, I'll move to a different I'm system. legitimately interested in this. I love hacks. So why don't Go you ahead. tell me the process? So you actually had to work it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you get your 5 gallon bucket, gloves, glasses. Glo- gloves, glasses. Don't try this at home. <laughs> don't try and this. And then at- Paint thinner into the bucket. Okay. And you 
Put your filter in there. You massage it for forty-five minutes. I had less. It took. It took. It took. It was what was surprising. I say you just dip it in. It took me maybe twenty seconds to get the majority of the stuff off of there and wring it dry, and it looked like a new filter. That's okay. that. That was the staggering part. But which is also the point to where I wanted to throw it out to you guys is, wow, this is too easy. Right. What am I doing to my right? Filter? So then the next yeah. thing that you said that you did though is, was use some Dawn Gist soap. So you being also an engineer, yes. What was your reasoning behind deciding to do that as well? I wanted to get, I wanted to leave no opportunity for solvent to sit in the filter if it was there, mm-hmm. and just working some soap and water through the actual air filter was my kind of check of as opposed cool. to just running water. Yeah, right. exactly. Like I, which would have done sure. something probably very similar. Exactly. Sure. This is more or less me being overly meticulous with my process. So you did that. You let it sit. So your time really didn't change a whole lot, except Not you really. probably didn't have to work the dawn into it as much. No, literally just. A and then you've hour. actually run this filter. Yes. Oiled it and run it, oh, and yeah. no worries. Yeah, it's if like you I wouldn't said, know yet. Uh, that's see, that's just it. Is, would you not know yet though? Uh, that kind of a reaction is going to be relatively quick. Now, it could be something that over time, prolonged exposure could do it. So this is, but this is the one thing. Too. But I think that you would have felt the difference. No, no, anything material that starts a, to break down is yours You a, can feel the difference, even with gloves dual, on. It's sure. a dual stage. You've got a dual stage filter. He's got multiple foam packages within one filter, as well as a screen on things the he can't stage. tell just by looking or feeling with the internal foams. That are doing different things to keep the... On a dirt bike, those filters, as simple as they are, are fairly complicated. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced. I won't be doing it. I. I think. I think the. I. We need. Yeah. We need. Brad's in. You He's need to do be it. recording this. Yeah. We need to have documentation for our listeners and I for you. myself, so that way we can see over the next year. I need a compression check first, and then later. <laughs> oh, do you think that that's necessary as well? I can understand where you're coming from. I think that you're letting particles in. Do we need to, we need to be checking the mass valves. of the filter at the beginning and later on after so many? Uh, the intention I mean, here was not to scare you. But no, I, I know. See I, you're getting nervous. I, I, hear, I, 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 I am. I am. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it's. Boy. I am. I am a little bit concerned. I like that you actually took the time. To rinse it out, that you didn't leave any solvent there. That that was good. Yeah. Even you know, you did with the Dawn dish soap, but also, it was good. I mean, if you're cleaning it that often as well, you're not. And if you're using good oil, right? Good filter oil, good sticky oil, you're gonna be okay. So that 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 was my other thought so, process. Is I don't want to toot my own horn on how meticulous I'm being with this, but yeah. my just frequency that, and how I'm looking at it is my my maintenance schedule. For this new bike is like way beyond what it should be. I'm changing the oil way too. Let's early. just say that yeah. his air filters look like the chains on my bike. <laughs> okay, that's what I've actually been picturing this whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> noisy Dave and his nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately looks at my bike and goes, "What's wrong with you?" All right, moving on. <laughs> no, nobody crap that. about a dirty chain. He comes oh, over, really? looks at mine, and goes, "That doesn't count." <laughs> once every couple weeks oh man you look good anyway um i i i am interested so what is paint thinner what's in paint thinner i good don't know question. i don't have internet access right alcohol. now i think alcohol as well yeah but what, is there anything based. else i don't know which alcohol right i don't know which is a sugar right 
Right. And so, so my question is, is how could that hurt it? Right. Do you see what I'm coming at? We use paint thinner to clean brushes, right? And that's nylon and there's other types of brush materials. I'm saying that I don't see this out of reason, yeah. but it does seem the thing that I'm curious about is, would you reuse the same paint thinner that you'd use to wipe clean one? Uh, I'm, I'm on the fence about it. And find so it. I'm saying that you probably wouldn't, or you wouldn't use it very many times. Now, because you did the Dawn dish soap afterwards, maybe it's not a big deal if it's maybe. a little dirty afterwards. That's a, maybe, maybe, yeah. That's right, point. but that's an added cost, and now an added cleanup, added disposal, right? Yeah. So that's that avenue that I would be more concerned about, is I'm having to introduce another chemical that I'm having to hold on to and have at my disposal that maybe I'd rather say for actually painting. I gotcha. Right. Anyway. That's my yeah, I don't know. that's my thirty three cents. I agree. Inherently, I don't think it's destructive. It's obviously not melting through it, right? Oh yeah, that's, that's what you, can, you would you would notice you would notice pretty quickly, especially after you tried to work it with the oh, Dawn dish soap. If it wasn't disintegrating or acting weird, yeah, you're probably but, fine. Nonetheless, I, yeah. My my biggest he's a purist. Addison <laughs> is a purist in this regard. My biggest concern. I do keep things pretty clean generally on my bikes, but my biggest concern on that is. Paint thinner's been around for a billion years. Dirt bikes have been around for a long time. Yeah. Why have I never heard of this? <laughs> right? These filters have been around for 60 years. Paint oh, thinner's sure. been around longer. Somebody had to try this People are functionally before. fixed. And Ryan is not. I will say that I am... My track record on shooting from the hip on some stuff <laughs> <laughs> is probably a lot more than it should be here. But... I mean, my curious side, too, is always looking for a new opportunity here. So what did your friends think of this? Your oh, God, they called, me, they called me crazy. You, you, you paid eight bucks for paint thinner. You should have paid seven bucks more. Got a new filter. <laughs> like, it's at the... And save yourself time. What are you doing? Did you use all seven bucks worth of... Or eight bucks worth of... Oh, I, dip it into. Oh, you, you, you dumped the whole gallon container into the Did you the dilute bucket. it? No. You didn't cut it with water? <sighs> nope. Yeah. Straight in. <laughs> Feels like you do a fifty-fifty cut and get probably just as much. Probably, well, I'm thinking that he probably didn't have to use a whole gallon. But anyway, yeah, that's besides it's the also point. Also fair, you can crumple it up, put it in there. Anyway, yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Anyway, okay, that's fair. Nonetheless, bringing it back, you do it all the time. Is that a good uh, winterization? I think it is actually. To air filter, do your clean air filter. Oh, I'm for sure. You leave that grime on, it becomes basically glued on by the end when that oil starts drying out. Seriously. I've done that. I've well, you start wanting bite. to. So one thing is that you're going, you're going to try to clean it when it's probably a little colder outside. So potentially right now it may be warmer than when you start wanting to ride again in the springtime, and it may be relatively cool while you're trying to do some of your work. You're going to get out there. You're getting excited. You've had cabin fever. You're ready to go. I don't care if it's cold. Right. I'll wear my long johns and I'm going out. Right. Right. So I think that doing it early at least because you're probably going to still have that material on it before or after. It's going to be sitting there. I don't really think it's going to really change properties in that time frame, but because it's colder, it's not going to want to clean out as easily as if it was a little bit warmer. Or you could just alternatively leave it in the house for a day or two and then clean it that oh, way. Don't we all use our kitchen sink for cleaning this stuff? <laughs> I do. I'm I'll tell you my how many times right I've now. gotten yelled at for cleaning parts <laughs> in the kitchen sink. It's a wonder I still sleep in the under the roof. Not in the dishwasher though. 
No, I haven't done that yet. Oh, you're That's missing out. Point. I yeah, feel like I am She wouldn't now. see it. You just got to get in there at the right time. And Man, it'll cards. dry it for me? Sorry, Kelly. I'm what, sorry. What if you put paint thinner in the dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> in the soap dispenser? <laughs> Our house once a month smells terribly of Simple Green because I've got an entire vat of it in the ultrasonic cleaner. <laughs> Is the ultrasonic cleaner in her office? No, but it's right there on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> You do Wait, you do your dishes in the ultrasonic cleaner? <laughs> I've cleaned all kinds of stuff. Man, that thing's awesome. <laughs> oh, Rings. I've, I mean, it's made for jewelry. Oh, it's... Dental appliances, right? Why don't put the toothbrush in there? Who cares what solvents are in there with it? <laughs> no, it's been it's been good. Nonetheless, coming to our hour, but we appreciate you coming back and yeah, walking through this. Right. Hey, True to guys. form, we were off topic left and right, so... Love it. Apologize, but uh, next week... We promised, we promised it this week. This Next week it's going to happen. We've it got time set up. It We've actually to. altered our recording time. So it'll be the same release time. You won't notice the difference, listener. But we've uh, we've altered our recording time so that we can have a two-stroke versus four-stroke conversation. So theoretically, we're still doing it this week. I don't know if you can call Brad a liar, but it's gonna, I do. It's going to be the Thunderdome of motorcycles. But Two we want... bikes enter, one will leave. Yeah, we had some, <laughs> some family reasons. People couldn't make it. But uh, if we kind of change our recording time, we can get around that. Yeah. And we didn't want to do it. As as fun as Ryan is, and he's got a lot to say, we want to make sure there's enough voices in here to really have a debate. Because this is one of those age-old conversations. Nonetheless, appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate you uh, tagging along with us on our journey yes. throughout, uh, throughout all these episodes. Connecticut, Illinois, we've got uh, states popping up all over the place. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for sharing with your friends. Please continue to do so. Listen, review, and uh, check out our website, SlackerMotoRadio.com. Check Send out our Patreon mail. page. Yeah. Tell Brad why he needs to get his bike running and how maybe he should uh, do that if <laughs> he's going to record a podcast to tell me. Yeah. about bikes. He needs emails very explicit and angry about this because I keep telling me hey, yeah, we'll read it over the air if somebody sends in an email we'll read it over the air of course we yeah. will read every email over the air in fact I'm going to go back every email we've gotten even uh, yeah back in the history even people we know that have sent us emails just gonna randomly read them. pull them out okay. we're going to randomly read them bits okay. and pieces yeah, we'll maybe take, not the it'll be thing. like a, a ransom letter we'll take pieces of each email and make it say what we want it to say really yeah <laughs> you guys are amazing <laughs> <laughs> be like the movie review. I hate of a, when you stop recording. <laughs> Ryan wants us to end. He's uh, uh he's walking out. Thanks, Ryan. Bye, guys. But uh, <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> Make sure uh, you get you enjoy what few good days you got. Get on your motorcycles. Get some use out of them. If not, <laughs> maybe you can use some of these winterization tips. But otherwise, uh, yeah, everybody have a have a great uh, week. Till next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.